0: Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the City of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today, my co host is uh, Communications Coordinator Megan Pardue. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hello,
1: I'm glad to be here today. All right, who's our guest today? Today we have Emily States from the Stillwater Public Library, and she is the adult services librarian.
0: Awesome. I love libraries.
1: Yes, so I'm going to start off with some basic facts. Uh, The library is basically your essential source of knowledge and offers equal access for everyone in the community, um, including educational resources for all ages. So it basically serves the Stillwater community by being, well, a reliable technology and information center.
0: Which is was been really important in uh, the Covid shutdown.
1: Yes, because even the when too.
0: even when the building was shut down, people could drive up into the parking lot and still use the Wi-Fi.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and you know, as we know, this place is vitally important and can really open doors and expand horizons throughout Stillwater um, for all people in all aspects of their lives. So, your library supports literacy and lifelong learning.
0: Awesome.
1: Well, welcome,
0: Emily. Thank you so much for being a guest. Have yeah. you listened to the podcast before?
2: I have. You have,
1: yeah, hey,
0: Emily. All right, you know. Now we're going to start with a lightning round and we're going to ask you some random but revealing questions. Are you ready? I'm ready.
1: All right so first question. If you could live anywhere in the world for a year where would it be? Okay so this is
2: hard because there are a lot of places I want to go but I'm kind of um, obsessed with food um, and food culture. Uh-huh. Um, most here. of my travels have to do with where I can eat different things. Oh yeah. And I would like to go to Senegal
0: which really?
2: yeah, it's a very it's really interesting. I watched um there's a really good cookbook, um, by Pierre Tam and we have it at the library. Yeah. Um but um it's it focuses on their cuisine, which is really interesting, and um they were they're a coastal, uh-huh. um country. And they also they have a lot of seafood, which is kind of people don't think of when they think of Africa. Right. Um, But they also have a huge French and Vietnamese influence because France occupied both Vietnam and um, Senegal at the same time, and as Vietnam. So they just have this really interesting fusion. Oh, now I'm totally into this. Of different food. Um, And then I watched an Anthony Bourdain episode. Oh, yeah. And so between that and the cookbook, I was like, all right, that, is, that's the, the place yeah. because it's some place that has enough of an integration of a whole bunch of different
1: And it, and it would be I'm very interested. different.
0: So see, I'm now I'm going to, have to go, so I'm going to have to go look it up.
1: The plane Lands... What's your first meal there? That's really hard. I think
2: I just get some street food. I know they do a lot of grilled, like grilled fish and grilled meats and stuff, Or you can just kind of walk up. So I they probably, probably have their fender. own kind of
0: bread, bread type thing, probably. Yeah, well, and they
2: do baguettes, too, oh, okay. because yeah, of the French. French influence. So they have, yeah, they have this different... It's really cool. So, yeah, the food, that... I would just go grab some street food first off, I think.
1: Anywhere there's baguettes, I'm there. Yeah. And I'm the same way as you. I plan my travel around my food. I definitely she like... does. I want to go to Europe for the food, not necessarily to see all of the other things. I mean, yeah. that would be a bonus, but yeah. that's definitely the star of the show there. So, I'll move to the next question. If you could choose any person from history to be your imaginary friend, who would it be and why? Okay. Um, it would be, not probably terribly surprising, an
2: author. It would be Kurt Vonnegut.
0: <gasps> I met Kurt Vonnegut. I hung out with him today. <gasps> we all have to talk.
2: Yeah, I I just, I first read him in high school, and I still haven't finished every book. It's like I kind of like to hold, like, kind of save them because I know there's not going to be any right, more. Right, there's now. no new ones. Um, but there's just something about the way he's, Creative and funny, he just has this sarcastic wit about mm-hmm. him that really resonates with me. Um, and I just think we'd have a fun back and forth in my head if you. He I be spent a girlfriend. whole day
0: with him once. Oh,
2: that's so awesome!
0: And um, yeah, there's that. That is my my celebrity tale because. We we were just hand in hand. Just uh, was
1: this when you worked for the OSU library? Yeah,
0: he was one of the speakers. Uh, He was in his eighties by then, and uh, but yeah, I've got we're we're going to talk. We're going to (laughs) talk. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All (laughs) right. Well, that wraps it up for me.
0: All right. Well, let's just uh, jump right into the interview. And um, so, how did you become the um, the adult services librarian? What is your career path?
2: Kind of windy. Kind of windy. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of funny because. When I was growing up, and, and this is pretty common with most of the librarians um, that, I, that I work with, is that we all loved libraries when we were kids. Mm-hmm. I was kind of quiet, um, had a single mom, spent a lot of time just at the library to get away from my four younger siblings. Oh my They're God, really we're, we're twinsies. <laughs> yeah. So I spent a ton of time at the library, and I actually had really close relationships with most of my librarians and stuff, so... Um, it was a place that was sort of um, a refuge for me always. And I, but I never really thought about it, that it would be a job. Um, I went to college in Seattle. I studied environmental science and art history, did a double degree. Mm-hmm. I thought I would probably do something in the environmental field. And right after college, I actually did work at a consult- an environmental consulting firm. Mm-hmm. Didn't really like it. Um, thought I'd go the art path. Started a grad school program in London for contemporary art. Quit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Moved back to Oklahoma. It was like completely reconfiguring like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I have to go to get my MBA or something more practical. (laughs) Um, And I just sort of fell into it. I was just looking for something part-time. And when I saw the library, it just kind of clicked. I was like, oh, that would be an awesome job. Mm -hmm. And so it started part-time, and then it just kind of became – my life. I started to do a ton of extra work, and then when a full-time position opened up, I jumped on it, and then um, after a couple years, now I'm the head of our department, so it's just become a thing where I think I sort of haphazardly fell into the thing that I really right. love doing. Mm-hmm. And it was a
1: good fall. Yeah,
2: it was a really good fall.
0: So I worked at the OSU library, and there are a lot of people, there's not like the, an obvious route for you, but when the library's the right route and you fall into it, it's like, well, of course I was meant to do this.
2: Yeah, and it's funny, too. My um, very best friend um, in the whole world from college, we've been friends for 20 years, she's a librarian, ah. <laughs> too. We did not plan it that way. Um, but it just kind of happened. <laughs> awesome. You need to bring her
1: to Stillwater. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so, well, let's talk about what you do. What's what's a daily? Um, um, what's your day like? What does being an adult librarian mean? And how? What would surprise people about it?
2: Um, you know, from day to day. We do I mean the biggest part is um, running the help desk. that's a huge part of what we do answering whatever random questions because you' never
0: have. know what the question's going to be
2: you never do, and that's actually one of the funnest things about it is you know I've been working at the library for over eight almost nine years now, and it's just a thing where you learn something new because you have to find the you answer go for someone yes. and yeah. so you learn about new things all the time, so it never gets boring. Um, But people ask for local history um, things. People don't always think about that. Um, We help people, of course, find books and do, you know, that path too, which is, you know, just a kind of standard. And so just day to day, there's a lot of that running the reference desk. And now with COVID, there's a lot of cleaning. (laughs) So Uh, we run it, we clean the computers after every, after every single use and and, um, a lot of stuff like that. Um, But that's one of the biggest components. Um, our department orders um, a lot of books. Mm-hmm. We do that. We help people with technology um, and help to maintain all the computers and stuff, and that is a big part, too. People don't um, always think about the – they think of us as books, for sure. Right. But really, for a lot of people in the community, we are the technology hub. You know, if yeah, because if you don't have a
0: computer or a smartphone – And anymore, you still have to fill things out online. So by going to the library, you have a computer for the amount of time you need it.
2: Yeah, you have a computer, you have internet, and then you also have a librarian who can help guide you to where to go. Because I think a lot of people take for granted um, just basic web search skills and things. You know, if you don't have a computer that you use all the time, knowing how to find that site to go fill out an application or to get a service that you need isn't something that's necessarily obvious. Yeah. And even Google is, you know, I think I think one of the things is a lot of people think of reference services as being not as relevant, but it's almost like more so, I think now, because there's so much information out there knowing what the good information yeah, is. Yeah, because you help them
0: evaluate, you know, what's a legitimate site, uh, where <coughs> where better information could be found, um, or, you know, it's like, do you need a hard copy of it or do you need an electronic version of it or do you need, you know, there, there's, there's lots of options that people don't really think about whenever you, you go in to find a piece of information.
2: Yeah, well, and even the referral service, portion too, we refer people to a lot of things. You know, if people don't know where, where do I go to find land records, where do I, you know, who, where in town could I get free mental health services? I mean, anything like that. Um, we can be like, oh, here are the places that we send them to. We do a ton of sort of referrals or even just helping to work with other organizations to find information. You know, when it is a local history mystery, I didn't mean to rhyme that, but I did, (laughs) local history (laughs) mystery, contact the SHRAR, um, sometimes someone at OSU to try to see if we can find where that information would be if it exists. Because that's a lot of it, too, with older things. You just Mm -hmm. sometimes it's just not there um, to be easily found. So, yeah, we do, um, let's see, not so much right now. We used to do one-on-one tutoring for people, too. And then um, the other big thing our department does is uh, creating learning opportunities for people. So, so what would that be? Programs, um, just finding ways to connect people to um We have a great wealth of information in Stowater. We're really lucky, especially to have OSU and Meridian. So we can often partner with those organizations and offer free informational classes for people on a wide variety of topics. Under normal times, um, that's about starting a business. It could be about, um, and we're still doing some of those virtually, um, how to use a computer, Um, very specific computer skills like Excel or Word, um, or sometimes just um, learning about a new subject. You know,
0: well, like the um, like the book reads or um, if somebody's just wanting to have some social interaction, um, you off basically you're offering that too. Mm-hmm.
2: It's a it is a huge part of it. Um, we do book clubs, and we're still doing a lot of our book clubs still meet virtually. Um, I started, I do a cookbook club once a month and we've been meeting virtually the whole time. It's actually nice because you can, you don't get to share the food, which was a really great part Ah, of it, but you
1: can. (laughs) This is the club for me. I know. I'm thinking about it right now. But
2: you um, can actually see people when they're cooking, you know what I mean? And see in their kitchens and and that's kind of cool too. So it's not, you know, ideal for all the time, but it's kind of a cool um, way that we never would have done it before. Where it's you like a different is.
1: layer of, like, intimacy, seeing yeah. someone's kitchen and their home and that sort of thing and them interacting in it. It's like something you wouldn't expect, but it's still good.
2: Yeah. And yeah. you wouldn't expect
0: it from a library,
1: mm-hmm. but it
2: makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's just, um, another way of learning, you know, we learn, we share tips, we talk about cookbooks, uh-huh. um, we talk about food. Yeah. <laughs> and it is nice when we get to, when we did get to, I did have some of the best meals I've ever had when we've when we've all cooked together but um we do a lot of things like that where a lot of it is um just a way to bring people together over shared interests Uh it's kind of cool being able to see into people's homes a little bit i think so that That is is neat. so you can get
1: all of this through just having a library card right
2: yeah Yep, and um, anyone who lives, works, or goes to school in the whole county, a lot of people don't know that either. Mm-hmm. I just had somebody call today from Cushing who didn't, you know, or they thought they were going to have to pay. Right. They get the books. Um, a lot of the programs, you don't have to even have a library card. We don't you just like Karja or anything. Um, but you can also, you also get access to the e-library, um, the virtual library, which is another huge thing that's become much bigger um, yeah, over the last I- several months. <laughs>
0: I used to be just a hard copy, and I still prefer hard copies of books. However, I have embraced the digital uh, library, and I I have something downloaded at all times. The only problem is I can't always get it read in the time frame. So it's like check it in, and I've got 30 pages left. You know, wait until it's available again. But uh, but I've really enjoyed it. I like that you can look up a word while you're in the middle of the book and uh, you know you can just do things that you can't do on a hard copy book so I've I've definitely embraced uh, and I've read some books that I normally would not have read um, because you think you can't browse but you really can um, browse that library and you know get keywords in there and look for certain genres and find things you wouldn't have found uh, that you may not know you've been looking for.
2: Yeah, and you don't get fines, which is... <laughs> yeah, the book just disappears. It just goes away. As you would think, um, you would think that working at the library and being there almost every single day that I would not get fines, and yet I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you check out too many, and then you end up, you're like, oh, I've got to take them all back at once. That's kind of ironic. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, so
0: what else goes on at the library?
2: Oh, my goodness. All sorts of things. Um... Right now, there's a lot of people... I mean, we do have our one-hour limit, um, but we've been trying to work out some ways to let people have longer times in the library if they need it. So we've had a lot of people reserving rooms. Oh, really? So Mm -hmm. we're letting people reserve... A meeting room in the separate building um, where they can have a longer time period when it's just them Um, so if they need to do longer things on the internet I know we've had some people come in the last few days who they've lost power and they're needing to work from home and things like that so there's a lot of activity like that around with just kind of people
0: because the library is just such a resource for so many aspects of your life that you just, you kind of get used to the library just providing them and not really thinking that, uh, um, that they do these things. So you're right. It's like if your power's out, the library's a good place to go.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if we don't, and if there is something, like if it's something we can't provide, we usually will know yeah. who can. Right. Um, and so that's, again, with the referral, that's a thing that we do so much. But... Um, it's just, it's a little quieter these days. Um, just not quite as many people we have. Are you still doing the uh, uh, curbside drop-off? Yes, we it, are. Was that popular? It was really popular. It was actually a thing we were wanting to institute. We've been talking about uh-huh. it for a while. And yeah. then, you know, it just kind of hit and it was like, well, now we just, we're just going <laughs> to do go it. It's time. Yeah. It's <laughs> no plan, you know, a lot less planning than you uh-huh. normally, we normally put into it. We're just mm-hmm. like, we're just going to try it and figure it out. Um, but yeah, it's pop. It will be. It's here to stay for sure. People like it a lot. Yeah. Um, that and being able to just um, pick up your holds too. We hadn't really done that before, and now people can just put your books on hold. We pull them for you. Um, you just swing in and grab them and be on your way. So um, we're trying to make it convenient for people to be quick when they need to be. Um, and also try to remind people that people always forget people forget this too even though you would think they would ask us for book recommendations we love to give book book recommendations mm-hmm. we love to And people sometimes think we're bugging that they're bugging us. I'm like, no, that's all we like to do. We love it when you ask about books because most of the time it is. I mean, I would say you know, there's a good chance. I mean, a lot of the questions we get are about technology Uh stuff now, or troubleshooting your Libby app over the phone, or how do you connect to Zoom? And sometimes trying to do those over the phone and virtually is hard. Um, So we get a lot of those. So when somebody just wants like a book recommendation. We love it. Awesome.
0: I, I, let's say, I kind of grew up going to the library like you did. I worked at OSU. So I know libraries really well, and and in another life I could have been a librarian. Just real easy. It wouldn't have been a hard jump for me.
2: It's a fun, it's a really fun job. It's very rewarding. It's busy. I think that's the other thing too. People think we read a lot. Oh, yeah. They'll be, like, you must be nice. You just get to sit here and read. I'm like, I never get to. <laughs> we
0: well, read. the other, the other stereotype is that librarians are don't like people. You're very shy and you don't want to talk to anybody. But my uh, take on librarians is that they want to help you. Uh, so, even if you say, oh, we're quiet and we read books, but the very, it's a very much a public service. Uh, type job
2: yeah absolutely and the especially all of the um you know that's i think the thing we like the most about our job is helping people right like that's what we want to do that's what we enjoy doing and always ask and we'll try you know and i think sometimes people feel bad asking questions or you know they or think that they might ask a question that is not a, is a stupid question and they really don't exist they don't you know just ask us that's what we're here for we want to, and especially if it's a hard one, we like that. Too. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> we like the challenge. I think I could have been a, a private detective. Oh yeah, different, like a, it's, <laughs> it's the same skill set. Yeah, it really you is. You're like trying to figure things out, and mm-hmm. so.
1: Yeah, I wanted to tell you um, how much it shows that you guys love helping people. Um, Just last week, I was in a presentation that uh, the city's marketing department was giving to OSU students about civic engagement, and um, I was talking about how you guys helped us with the census and everything, and I kind of paused and I said, because librarians rock. (laughs) <laughs> and I saw like four or five students in the class nod their heads like, yes, librarians rock. It's just funny how it's like universally noticed that librarians are awesome. Mm-hmm.
2: Now,
0: And whenever you do start going to a library and you start interacting with them and you get to know them, you realize they have lots of interest, they know lots of things, and they introduce you to stuff you would not have found on your own. So, yes, librarians rock. Absolutely. Aww, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, why don't you come back sometime and we'll, we we'll you get back to normal times and yes. then we can kind of uh, talk some more about what you, uh, what services and stuff you offer.
2: Yeah, that sounds great.
0: All right. And then you and I are going to talk Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Emily.
2: Thank you guys for having me.
0: questions in a lot of different formats uh, phone calls social media email so today is an email and it again relates to the ice storm of, you know on Tuesday the person said my power is out what it, what can I do
1: all right so I have answered this question a whole lot this yeah week, you are uh, the <laughs>
0: expert on uh, power outages and all things utility so what yes. did you learn Megan
1: all right so if your power is out you have two options You can go to stillwater.org slash report power outage. You can see it right there on our homepage if you just go to stillwater.org. And you can report it using our online tracking tool. So what you'll do is you'll put in your phone number or your address, and then you can report your power outage and see whenever crews are assigned to your outage specifically. So while it doesn't give exact time frames, which is a question I answered a lot this week, it does kind of give you the... Comfort of knowing that you're not forgotten. Someone is coming for you and you are being tracked. And you
0: can see that if it's like, is it just five uh, meters or if it's like a hundred or in this... Time it's been it was in the thousands because large areas were out, which probably meant that a transformer was out because it was affecting large areas of the community.
1: Yes, yeah, so there'll be like you know if it's a mass outage, there'll be a giant red yeah. bubble over your neighborhood, and you, and you know that it's not just you and that you have neighbors without it. Um, yeah, so that's a really really great tool and a great resource. Um, the alternative to that is calling the phone number that's on that page, slash report power outage um, You can call that and speak to someone verbally to report your outage. Um, but I personally think the online version is better. Um, also, uh, we wanted to address that uh, utilities with power outages, our electric crews address larger outages first. So uh, that is something that we kind of ran into this week. Um, I, if you do follow stillwater.org slash news, we reported that we went from 82 8,200 outages to about 1,600 in one day. So the crews were out there working, you know, day and night, um, different the crews rain. were out. Yes, in the sub-freezing rain. temperatures and uh, there were people saying, you know, my power's been out for eight hours now, um, you know, when can I know? And I guess the answer would be, if you're just part of an individual house that's been affected by the ice storm, then you know, your wait might be a little longer because they are going to address the larger groups first. Yeah,
0: they're going to start at the transform then run, work down to the substations, and then work down to uh, like the—I'm not sure what the next one. There's another layer, like just the the main power lines. And if it's just the power line to your house, because a branch fell on it between you and your house, you may have to wait uh, because they're working their way. Uh, Most efficiently from the largest outages down to the individuals.
1: Yes. So lastly, um, here's your reminder to make sure your phone number associated with your Stillwater Utility account is up to date. Um, you can check on that online or there's a number you can call. Uh, we actually just scheduled a video post on our Facebook to go out, so you might see that soon. but uh, basically, go in and make sure that your phone number is up to date because that's what's used to populate our online tracking tool. So yeah, super whatever important. You
0: call it, if it recognizes your number, it uh, it starts the process automatically.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's so, all I got today. If, uh, with a lot of things to learn about. Now we're realizing uh, that all the down uh, tree branches are causing uh, the stormwater grids to to block, which means with all the rain, then you have flooding. Uh,
1: so, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Yes, there is 2020. All but right. uh, we do have an entire page on our website dedicated to. Who and where and when should you report different things going on in the city? So whether it's an outage or a pothole or whatever, we do have a whole page at Stillwater.org dedicated to that.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you, Megan, and uh, thank you for being the voice of City Hall with all the people calling in about their power outages. No
1: problem at all. Thanks for having me. All right.
0: Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater. If you like this episode, help us out and give us a like or share us with your friends.
1: Stay tuned for our next podcast.
0: If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org, and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI, Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast.